everybody to the nations worldwide this is episode 64 of the travel couple podcast where we introduce you to a couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that travel lifestyle we're your hosts mike pletz and natalie tune in every wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world this is your one-stop podcast for travel relationship and business goals in this episode we're joined by george and hannah of american and the brit hannah is from america george is from britain but they met while backpacking solo in thailand they spent some time in a long distance relationship and then are now back on the road again together traveling the world and documenting their travels online we talk with them about their journey together as a couple sticking to their goal of traveling the world together and how they began the american and the brit to what it has become today so without further ado here's our interview with george and hannah Today we're joined by George and Hannah of American and the Brit, one from America and one from Britain. They met when backpacking Thailand and now are traveling the world together, documenting their journey on their Instagram and blog. You can follow them online at AmericanandTheBrit.com. Hello, George and Hannah, and welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's just get started to get to know a little bit about the two of you and uh, kind of give us a background about how the two of you met and what you're up to now. So we actually both met uh, while solo traveling two years ago in the north of Thailand in Chiang Mai. Um, we met in our hostel, which is kind of an interesting and fun experience. <laughs> yeah. um, I was traveling with a group of girls that I had met um, and George was with a buddy of his from home and we just really hit it off. Um, after about a week of knowing each other, we decided to keep traveling together as a group kind of all the way up North to Pai. And then I had a flight booked to Cambodia. Um, I'm, I was still traveling solo and I told him that I wanted him to come with me. So we booked <laughs> yeah. him a flight and we spent a month in Cambodia together and then we just fell in love. I think from there. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then we both had to go home and work, but that, that's life. <laughs> we made it work. Amazing. So continuing from, from Cambodia, did you guys travel any anywhere else together? And then when you went back home, how did you guys keep in touch? How did you guys keep this going? So, um, yeah, so after Cambodia, we both went to Thailand. And um, Hannah was supposed to fly home uh, like a few days after we just got there, but it was so close to Songkran which is like the Thai water festival, which is just like the most insane thing. And I was like, Look, you can't miss it. you got to stay a bit extra. Like, it's the craziest thing ever. And um, yeah. And the catch was his parents were in Thailand. So I was meeting his parents for the first time, which was a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so then after that, um, you know, we just really hit it off. So we were traveling together for, I think, about two months. And then... Um, we both had to go home. George was finishing. He was actually traveling for a year and a half. Yeah. And he was heading home for the first time um, in a long time. And I had a job lined up um, basically in the new year after summer. Um, so I had to get back to Los Angeles for work. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, obviously you guys met on the road. You both 
Uh, you'd obviously love to get out and travel. Where did this, the where did this love of travel come from? From the two of you, how did you fall in love with travel? Uh, well, I think it's two separate answers. I think one for Hannah and one for myself. I think for me, um, I've always grown up around traveling. Like my parents have always taken me like on holidays. Like I learned to swim in Indonesia. So like for me, it's just like pretty much in my blood. Um, yeah, and I'd say the same is kind of for me too. My whole family travels a lot. My parents are both flight attendants, and uh, my grandma, she's a world traveler. Her house is the most eclectic thing ever with so many different photos <laughs> and me- memories from different countries. So I think we've both just been around travel and been fortunate enough to travel around um, for, yeah. since we were really young. Amazing. And it, continuing from this, when you guys got back home after your, your trip, yeah, how long did it take for you to realize you guys had to get back out on the road together? <laughs> Good question. Uh, it wasn't that long at all, really, because I don't know, there was a, I don't know, like, uh, not like a catch-22, but it was a big decision to be made because I knew I always wanted to go traveling again Like once I came back home, and Hannah had a new job lined up. So we both had to sort of work out a deal like what we were both going to do. So I think you yeah. worked you worked for two years. Yeah. I worked for like two years as well. Yeah, and I think like how long it took. Like I came home, and I think within two weeks I had bought a flight to England, and so I came to visit him within like his first like three weeks of being home. So he was playing tourists. Like he was like showing mm-hmm. me around his own country, which he hadn't been home in a, like a year and a half. So for both of us, it was pretty exciting. And then George came shortly after. And I think moving forward, we tried to see each other about every two months. So either he would fly out to see me in Los Angeles or I would fly over to London spend time with him. Incredible. And I want to get talking about your travels together. But before we jump into that, I want to ask you a simple two-word question that I ask all of our guests that we have on the show. It's a simple question, but it has such a complex response. And that is, why travel? Oh, man, that's uh, for me, uh, definitely to gain perspective on life. Um, just opens up like your whole world to like, you know, someone else's, and you see things which you never would normally see. And I think it just takes you out of the bubble that you're in back home. You know, like everyone builds up this whole thing of like, yeah, you need to start a career, get a house, family, like this whole like nuclear family type thing. But then like as soon as you start going traveling, like you realize the world's like such a larger place and there's so much more to it, you know? Yeah, and I think you grow up a lot when you travel. Um just seeing things that you wouldn't see back home and experiencing things and um, kind of planting yourself in someone else's way of life. It allows you to put your life in a a perspective that's a lot different than if you just were at home. Absolutely. I love that idea of, of gaining a new perspective on life through travel. And where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And then where are you going to be traveling to next? Uh, We were in Cambodia last um, we traveled to Siem Reap and Phnom Penh, just a quick two weeks, um, see some friends there. Um, we're in Vietnam now for a month, uh, and we still got a few more weeks to go. Um, and then where are we going next? Uh, we're heading to Myanmar. Yeah, I think we're going to head to Myanmar. We're still, we're still deciding, um, but that's the rough plan for now. 
obviously you two met in the Southeast Asia in Thailand. You went to Cambodia shortly after that. Now you guys returned back there. What is it about Southeast Asia that, that draws you guys to it? Um, and the first time you went to Cambodia, are you seeing a different area in Cambodia where you were last? Like, what is it about Southeast Asia that, that has you guys coming back to it? Yeah, so we are traveling or aiming to travel for two years. So we kind of wanted to start somewhere that we were familiar with. Um, it just felt right for us. Also, Asia is super affordable and somewhere that we felt comfortable so we thought that it was a perfect place for us to start and come back to and kind of just get back into the groove of travel. Um, so we are aiming to spend a total of like nine months around Asia. Mm. Um, but yeah. And I think for you as well, it's like, cause when, when you were traveling, uh, here before, you was in here for what, like a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. I was here only for a short period of time and I only got to see a couple countries. So I'm actually seeing a lot more than I did last time. So I think for both of us, it was just a good place to um, come back to and we felt comfortable and kind of just like we knew it before. And Cambodia hasn't really actually, actually Siem Reap has changed a lot in I think two and a half, three years. It's blown up as a city um, versus the last time we were there. So it's interesting actually to come back to countries that we'd already been to and see how much they've changed. Yeah, it's insane. Like some, <laughs> some places we've been to, like they've changed massively over the past few years and then some have not at all. Yeah. It's, it's super weird, but, um, yeah, very interesting. So do you guys have a, a specific destination, a specific city, or maybe a specific country in Southeast Asia that you two have really fallen in love with that, uh, you would, you would definitely go back to? Um, I think it's different for both of us. I know my answer is Malaysia. I was super, super impressed with Malaysia, um, just as a country as a whole. Um, we found a really sweet town called Malacca, which I, we loved. Um, and I loved the food, and it was super affordable. And I think for George, it would be maybe something different. I think the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, Chagall. Yeah, and that island's the best island ever. <laughs> yeah, George loves the island life and the, the beach. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And then do you guys have any any tips that you would give somebody if they were going to visit Southeast Asia? Maybe a, a tip of, uh, you know, something to look out for, something that they can't miss when they're there, or just uh, a, a general backpacking tip that you guys have learned on the road? Uh, I have a general tip, I guess, for those in Asia. I think sometimes it's really daunting and you want to try to plan everything way, way, way in advance. Um but basically, you can get from point A to point B very easily. There's a ton of tourist um, stands all on the streets, so people shouldn't be worried about that. Um, I'd say that a lot of times you feel weird just handing, you know, somebody a sum of money saying, I need to get from A to B, and they tell you a time and you just show up. But you put a lot of trust, and, and you know, you'll yeah. get there eventually. So I just would say, like, go with the flow and know it's a process and it's funny you say that because my first experience like with that was like when my mum came out to visit me when I was solo backpacking and so like, we just booked the hotel for when she landed and she was like okay like do we need to book the rest of the two weeks and I was like no no no, no. it's okay honestly like we're just gonna figure out where we want to go and just go to a tourist information place see like, which islands want to travel to and then like she totally got the hang of it like straight away and she's like okay now I understand yeah it's a tough concept because I think for a lot of different countries at least in America or maybe in Europe you know you you have to plan ahead um, but in Asia it's very much go with the flow yeah you can <laughs> just kind of let plan the next day and tomorrow you know 
Absolutely. And with all your travels together, I want to get into a few different experiences uh, that you two have had. I know travel brings so many different types of experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I want to get into these with you, starting with what has been the most rewarding traveling experience together? Oh, man, the most um, rewarding experience. Um, but it's like we were saying before about, like, uh, you know, why traveling is so good. And for me, I think it's like the perspective on life you get. And, like, a lot of that time comes through, uh, like, staying with local families and stuff. So we'll, we'll generally try and stay in, like, Airbnbs, where it's just a local family just hosting it and stuff like that. And um, it's trying to really just envelop yourself in the culture and, like, how um, people live, you know, on the other side of the world. Yeah, I think in each country we've tried and we, we do make an effort to make friends with some locals and um, try to have them show us their country. Um, so, for example, when we were in Hui, we stayed at a homestay and the ladies that ran it, we asked them to take us on like a little food tour. And one of the evenings, they literally just drove us around on their mopeds and took us to all their yeah. favorite food spots. So we could try the local food and the way that they ate. Um, and yeah, in Cambodia, we have a friend and he took us to his house for the evening and we met his family and his, um, they live with their parents and all the kids. And you can see that their way of life is just totally different than yours back home. So I think that's probably the most rewarding travel experience for us is just yeah. getting to experience um, local way of life. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just being with a local and, and seeing their world that they live in is just, uh, it really, I love the, the idea that you guys are throwing out there with the perspective. It puts a whole new perspective on your life. Definitely. Now I want to turn this into another direction and ask you guys, uh, an, an awkward and embarrassing or a hilarious travel experience that you've been through. I know we've all had them. We've all gone through them. Do you guys have one you'd want to share with us? Um, sure. We were actually giggling when we read this question because we have quite the story, but I don't know how many people would want to like tune it out. It's nah, a little so, bit gross. But um, you. Oh man! So this was back in Cambodia when we first met. Three weeks after knowing each other. Yeah. So it's very much the honeymoon period of like, oh my god, like you know, trying to impress each other, this whole thing, and then we go to this island in Cambodia called Koh Rong. And I don't know what's in the water, but something not good. Anyway, so we both get food poisoning. Well, yeah, or yeah. Well, you get it first, and then I get it. Anyway, we're in this hut, and we spend like three days just like coming down super ill. And it's, it was just a messy three days, which yeah. we won't go into detail, but it was well, like we learned a lot about each other very we, quickly. We had a... Um, yeah, we had like a hut and it had no air con, just a fan. And it was very, very hot. Um, it was the middle of hot season and there was probably the most mosquitoes I've ever seen. And so I, um, you know, we're both feeling sick, stuff coming out of both ends, not very, not very attractive at each other. And I took it upon myself to, um, basically make a fort out of the mosquito net because I was refused to let any mosquitoes in our bed during the night while we were sleeping. And so needless bad. to say, the trap was really hard to get out of for sick George. So we had an interesting experience. Yeah. It was so very early on. So <laughs> we got really close and it was really funny. And now we look back on it and laugh. But at the time we were both yeah. like pretty embarrassed and, you know. Yeah. And then when we got off that, 
and we were like, yeah, if we can both survive that with each other, then I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, what better way to really get to know each other really early on in your in your relationship, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> saw some things which you can't unsee. Thank you. <laughs> now, I want to turn this in a, in a whole different direction. And there, with travel, there's a lot of great experiences. There's a lot of experiences that may be, uh, may be a little bit bad in the time, but you can look back on and, and laugh at and have a good chuckle at. There's also those experiences that can really uh, derail your your travel or your experience in a country, and maybe you can still look back on it and laugh. But uh, do you guys have a really bad travel experience or the worst travel experience that you have ever been through together to share? Yeah. Oh, this was not um, too long ago. It wasn't like really bad. I will say that um, we it wasn't bad in the sense. I think I had a worse one solo, but together. Um, I think our worst travel experience actually was a couple of weeks ago. We were traveling from, where were we going from? From Hue to Ninbin on the train. And we heard a lot about these trains. And I think it's just uh, kind of a lucky thing if you end up in a train with uh, certain people. But we ended up in a train with two local women who had accidentally taken the wrong bed at first, which is fine. We arrived we got on the train super late at night. I think it was like at like 10 p.m. Yeah, 10.30. So we just took the beds that were available and didn't really make a fuss of it. Um, but about two hours into the ride, uh, the lady got super, super sick. And she just kept getting sick every few hours. Um, poor George was sleeping right like next consistently to her. just throwing up for the whole week. Yeah. yeah, so it was making a mess. It was yeah. just like hell. It was like so she bad. didn't have a bag. I don't really know what it was, but needless to say, we didn't really sleep very much. Um, and then getting off the train, I realized that my bag of clothes was missing. So I had a bag of clothes stolen, which was kind of unfortunate. Yeah, just like super flustered, just like no sleep, angry. <laughs> and it was just, oh, it was one of, you know, and you just want to get out somewhere as quickly as possible because the whole cabin just smelled of vomit and it was just uh, vile and then um, kind of felt sorry for him but like just yeah it was not good and then obviously losing Hannah's bad clothes as well and it's it was like Hannah's like comfortable travel clothes so like a, like a really nice pair of um, like jogging bottoms and like a comfortable sweater from like Lululemons or something so it's expensive but it was just we were just too tired and too annoyed to deal with anything. So, yeah, sometimes we have hard, rough travel days, I'd say, um, because sometimes we like to take the cheaper method of transport. So, yeah. you know, kind of sometimes you have to just deal with it. But Travel isn't always going to be perfect, and there's definitely going to be these these bad experiences that come along the way. And I, I ask you about all your different experiences to, to see kind of what you guys have been through and uh, to get a sense of your, your travels and your relationship because I want to I ask every couple how do they feel how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship together? Uh, obviously you two met on the road uh, and you you traveled uh, quite a bit together so far. So how do you feel uh, how do you feel traveling has really affected that relationship that you guys have been through together? Yeah, I think I think ultimately it's brought us closer. Um, you know, when you travel with somebody, you know, you put a lot of trust in them. Yeah. Um, um, I think that we both kind of not only look at each other as like in being in a relationship, but like a team. 
So, of course, we have, like, days where we bicker and we kind of argue with each other. Um, but that's, I feel like, normal. That's normal life. Yeah. Okay. And I think, ultimately, I think we both have a huge respect for one another to be able to kind of do this together as a team. Yeah. And you're with each other 24-7. It's, there's, there's no breaks, really. Yeah. So, you know? how would you think it changes or affects our relationship? Yeah, I think it definitely makes us like become closer and stronger. I feel like if any couple should definitely travel together, and it's just like a complete test. I think. Yeah. I think if you guys can survive traveling, even if it's for like a couple of months, then it's like you know you guys are good. Yeah, definitely. And do you guys know off of off of the top of your head how long you guys have been on the road together from the time you've met each other uh, minus the time you spent back home working and then again the time that you've been back on the road right now? I think total about eight or nine months we've been traveling. Now, I ask that because my next question is, do you feel you've learned more more about each other in that nine months than you would have if you were working back at home and you guys were together working back at home, uh, you know, working in nine to five? Do you feel you've learned more about each other in those nine months of travel than you would have nine months working in nine to five together in the same place back at home? I think so, but I think it's a different type of learning because I think what's important for us in our relationship too is since basically all we've known in our relationship is travel or long distance, there's something to be said for couples who can also, you know, be home and have that routine and make that relationship work as well. So I think for us, like, yeah, we've never had that routine of like, um, like you know, you work your nine to five, I work mine, and then yeah. say we meet up in the evenings or on the weekends and stuff and date like that. I guess. Yeah, it's something new for us. I think that in the nine months, I definitely have learned a lot about him, though, and I think vice versa. Like, for sure. I don't think there's anything I, would, I don't know that I wouldn't, but I think it's a different kind of life than being home and that's something that we haven't experienced yet so yeah like with the added stresses of work or yeah, something. yeah yeah and I, I love that answer i love that perspective that you add in there that you know what it is really two different types of lifestyles one that you you haven't quite experienced together but that but that time on that road on the road together where you guys are with each other 24 7 and the curveballs that uh travel throw at you really do test your relationship so i really do feel those nine months worth of travel together Together are worth uh, so much of your time back home if you guys were together working a nine to five. But on top of that, like you said, you you haven't been through that time working together as a nine to five for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I want to ask you guys with with all this travel that you're doing. Uh, obviously there's a lot of planning that goes into it, whether it's last minute planning, whether it's knowing what destination you're going to go to next and in planning that trip, who takes care of everything when it comes to planning? Do you guys separate, you know, things with hotel, booking hotels, booking Airbnbs, flights, uh, you know, uh, planning the itinerary? How does this get all split up? Yeah. So I think we both have kind of like Roles. Oh, yeah, our roles. <laughs> I think before we left, we both sat down and we planned very, very, very roughly the order of the countries we wanted to see um, and the approximate amount of time we wanted to spend in each country. 
because yeah, because generally it boils down to like the type of visa we want to get and what there is to see and do in each country. Um, but obviously, this is like planning before before yeah. we left on this trip. I mean, we had like what two years to plan, so it doesn't really matter. And, um, but tra- planning while traveling, yeah, I think you. We have rules, yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? Um, so like generally about a week before we had somewhere new, um, I'm kind of in charge of looking into what there is to do, the sites to see, places to eat. I'm a huge foodie, so I like to like do my research on some food. Um, and then George does what do you think? So I generally find the accommodation and how to get from A to B. Yeah, he's generally in charge of booking either the hotel or the Airbnb. And we have, like, a running joke between us because sometimes Hannah will book the accommodation and, like, we'll see who can get, like, the best like, price to performance, I guess. Like, who has, you know, who has the... I will say, George has some weird hidden skill, man. He can get us some nice places on a budget, and every single time I seem to book a place, it's just not uh, good. <laughs> well, so, well, I've left it to you. I, leave, I entrust yeah. that duty on you, but, yeah. He books all... Um, Travel, so like A to B, buses, trains, all that stuff, flights, yeah, and accommodation. And I do the activities. <laughs> yeah, and I want to do. Yeah. Um, continuing on with you know talking about uh, your relationship and the the roles that you've you two have explored together in the relationship. Do you guys have any more advice for a couple out there that wants to get out there and travel? They haven't traveled before. Or maybe they're in a similar situation to you where you two met on the road and then you had to go back home and work for a bit, but you always had that itch to get back out on the road together. Do you have any advice for that couple uh, moving forward, how they're going to get out there and and travel more? I think advice would be, you know, to stick with it and save. And if this is something that you really, really, really want to do, you can make it happen. I think it's definitely risk. Sometimes it seems risky or scary to take a risk like that and pick up everything and leave. Um, yeah. But I think if it's something that was worth it for you and something you really wanted to do, you can definitely make it happen. I think distance is something that helped us kind of definitely pull the plug yeah. and make it work. I think it's like, don't be afraid to like, uh, like step out of your own like box, you know, and like, you know, like escape the bubble that you guys live in. Stuff like that, because it can be very daunting. Of like what Hannah's saying, like you know, quitting a job, you know, booking that first flight. It's like, oh my god, we're actually going to do this. But then, like, you know, nine times out of ten, as soon as people like take that step off the plane, they're just like, this is the best decision we've ever made. Yeah. And and specifically, money speaking, uh, do you guys have any advice? for how to how to really work to save your money to get out and travel more because obviously you guys spent some money along while you were working your nine to fives you spent some money to visit each other uh in your respective homes and but you you were still working towards a goal of uh, saving enough money to get out and travel full time together so obviously you guys were really committed to this and uh and really worked to save your money to get to this point do you have any advice on how you guys got to that point yeah i think it's a little I think for for me at least, I think cutting things out of my life that although they were nice and, you know, I love doing like going out with friends, getting drinks, buying that coffee every morning, um, little things like that. I just really cut back. I think I kind of gained a nickname with my friends called Frugal Hand 
where, you know, I wouldn't really go unless it was something that was in my budget because I had something to work towards. And I knew in my head that that's where I wanted to be. It made it easier for me to cut things like that out, like eating out a lot less, that kind of stuff, seeing each other too. Um, I'm really lucky because my parents were were flight attendants. I had retirement benefits, so I was able to fly for free um, to see on standby to see him. So that was very helpful. Um, and then I think just, you know, really taking the paycheck that you get every month and putting away that money and just not touching it is something that you just have to mentally tell yourself. And, and also as well, it's like if you're wanting to go and travel, um, like planning out how much it's going to cost per country and per month and, you know, like what is your ideal trip can really help you like focus on that, like, you know, magic number, which you need to go and travel, you know, because there's, it's hard to save when you don't have like a value to hit. But if you plan and like make, say like this cake, it costs like, you know, a thousand bucks per person uh, per month, right? So if you want to travel for five months, for two of you, it's like $10,000. Cool. Like then you've got a goal to try and save towards, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that helps massively for us because then you sort of know what you can take liberties with. I'm like, okay, cool, I can come and fly and see you like, in two months' time to sort of work out of yeah. like, saving. Or this month I can't and I need to push another two months. Yeah. yeah, I love that goal setting and I love that, uh, you know, frugality that you, you have to set into your life if, you know, you have a goal that you're trying to meet and you're trying to work towards that for sure. Now I want to turn this conversation towards everything that everything that you guys are doing online with American and the Brit, and uh, you know your Instagram, your blog, everything that you're working on there. Starting with where did the name, and I know it might be a little bit obvious, but tell us about how it developed. Where did the name American and the Brit come from? Oh, this is me, man. Um... <laughs> All the credit. Well, we like so we saying like we knew we wanted to go traveling before, and you know we was like back home, long distance, and then oh, I don't know. I, I think I made it for like your birthday, didn't I? Yeah, he just made the account like. And then like, I, I, I didn't even tell account. you for a while. I just posted a load of pictures of us, and then because I didn't want to just hand it like uh, an empty account with no pictures, and then I don't know. I was like, well, you're American on the Brit, so just uh, American on the Brit, like no imagination to it. Um, but yeah, it added loads of pictures and I was like, Hey, look, we've got a travel account for your birthday. <laughs> yeah. It was a little surprise. Yeah. Definitely really adorable. <laughs> but yeah, it was all George. Yeah, it was all me. When did this start? When did the, uh, the American and the Brit account, uh, get going? Like, was this when you guys kind of met before? Was this when you were back home working your nine to fives or was this, uh, fairly recently? Yeah. So like George said, I mean, he started the account, I think maybe, I don't even really know, two years ago, but it was for my birthday. Again, just posting funny photos from our travels before, but we didn't actually take it seriously or post real um, curated content to it until I think about December of 2018, so this year. So um, George actually flew out before we left on our trip to California to spend the holidays with my family. And we kind of like sat down and we were like, hey, like maybe we should try to take some cool photos and make this a memory kind of like album. And so back home, we started taking some pictures and we've been putting in the work for it now yeah. since we left. Because the whole idea was it, of it was that, um, was that, yeah, like, you know, even if nothing comes of it, we can look back and be like, hey, these are 
all the amazing places we went to. Just yeah. like, you know, like a... Uh, Photo album. That's, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like a history book almost, like what we've done. Because yeah. obviously you take all these, like, pictures on your phones and stuff like this, um, but to have, like, an actual Instagram account, I think it's just nice. And, to, and also it's to share with, like, our friends and family back home, because everybody wants to keep up and, like, you can't send the same pictures like your parents, my parents, like everyone. It's like, yeah, we've got to, we've got to travel Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something kind of fun for us to do. Yeah. I, I like to ask this uh, to all our guests that come on that have really worked hard to build their Instagram audience because I, I think there's still like a misconception of people that come on Instagram to take a look at all this that, you know, uh, it doesn't take a lot of work, but it really, really does. And you guys have obviously built uh, up quite a bit of an audience. So I like to ask our guests that come on that have done this, uh, like what, how many hours do you guys put in a day on your Instagram or how much, you know, what, what is your like whole Instagram, uh, daily activity look like when it comes to posting engagement? Can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah, of course. I think, um, before I go into that, just really quickly, I think something that has been and remains super important to both of us, I think, is that, you know, we came on this trip to travel and see the world, and that is our first um, priority. So um, I speak for ourselves as a travel couple, and not all travel mm-hmm. couples are like this when I say that we actually do not spend as much time, probably if we're trying to make this something as we probably should, on it, only because we want to have the experiences and really travel that is the whole purpose of this trip but I would say our basic routine with Instagram kind of like on a daily thing is we generally have our mornings where we wake up um, we have coffee and we usually spend about an hour um, just responding to comments um, and replying to emails that we receive um, in the morning and then after that hour we actually shut everything off and we are only active on our stories so we go um, out for the day, do explore. Generally, when I plan out a, a place, I usually plan out three to four spots where I would like us to try to shoot for an Instagram photo. So on those days, you know, we have a day, okay, this is an Instagram day, let's pack a bag, let's take our equipment out, let's shoot a photo. Um, so sometimes we have those days, but some days are completely no Instagram involvement during the day. And sometimes it's like a mix of both, like where we'll want to go and explore and we think like, screw it, let's just take tripod and camera and stuff just to see what we can get. Yeah, see if there's a photo there. Um, And then every evening, we obviously post every night except for Tuesdays. We've been taking a break on Tuesdays um, and just having that as like our night off. But every night, usually we will kind of what we call network for about an hour where we kind of just comment on other people's posts, make be, sure we're engaging, part of the community. Um, you know, catching up with some of our other friends who are other travel couples online. And then we also post our photo and we reply to comments and then we turn it off. So we try to be really, really good about the balance. It's something that we're constantly working on um, and it's evolving. But I think for us, we definitely want to make travel and the experience of our trip the priority. So as much as we love our Instagram. Well, that's why we have the travel blog. Yeah, and that's also why we have a website, because we like to write and talk about it. It's one, one of the things I really wanted to set up like when we first went traveling, because um, like, as much as it's nice to have like the Instagram and like all the lovely pictures and that, like we've both been traveling before, 
and we know the experiences they can have can be amazing. We just wanted a way to document that. So we thought, right, like every town we go to, let's just write a blog about it, you know, share our experiences. And it's a way, again, it's a way for us to note down and have like a diary, which is online. The Instagram came first, correct? Before the blog? Um, it was about- yeah, well, the Instagram was made for my birthday, like you said. But I think they both, when we decided that we wanted to take the Instagram kind of more seriously, that's when we decided to start a website as well. Yeah. Um, I studied communications in college, so I kind of just always really loved to write, and George is a really great writer too, so just both kind of write the blogs together. Gotcha. And and uh, so with with all this work that you guys are doing online, I know you said you know you have the focus on, on travel, and I, I love that. You know, uh, really focusing on making those memories together, and you know, Instagram and and doing a blog is is kind of uh, something that you guys are, are taking on when you guys have the time. Do you guys ever get, uh, do you guys ever batch your days where, you know, you say today we're not, we don't really have anything planned. Why don't we just sit down and really hammer out a couple blog posts or, uh, really sit down and just engage with people on Instagram all day. Do you guys ever do that? Yeah. Um, more often than not, to be honest. Um, we, well, we call them work days, but it's more so. Yeah, like we'll have like a day, like say for a day, like for instance, we're here in um, Vietnam and Hanoi, and like you know we're here for a week, my birthday. Slow travel, so we have time. We have extra days. Yeah, so like you know, for instance, like today might be one. I'm um, like after this. Yeah, where we sit and we kind of prioritize. Okay, we need to get these two blogs out, so let's get these written, and once we do that, we can get out for the day. So we definitely have those days, but I think. Our method, rather than doing it a little bit every day, is we kind of just say, okay, we're here for a week. Let's dedicate one of the days just completely to work, and then yeah. we can enjoy the rest of our time. Amazing, guys. Uh, I, I'm i just uh, I'm looking forward to following along with you guys' travels through Southeast Asia and uh, everything that you guys have got coming up for you. I want to ask you one last question before we close out the interview here, and that is... Before you started traveling and all this, if you had known one thing before you started that you know now, one thing you wish you'd known before you started this type of lifestyle of uh, traveling full-time or of traveling full-time and creating this online presence that you guys have got going with the Instagram, the blog, what's one thing you'd wish you'd known before you started this lifestyle? I don't know like if it has to do with the lifestyle per se, but I think one thing I wish I had known is that um, it's not as big of a deal as you think it is because I remember, um, you know, being really nervous to quit my corporate job and really nervous to tell my family that I wanted to kind of, you know, take the degree I had just gotten after four years at a really great university in America and basically say, Hey guys, I want to leave and quit everything and just travel. I think I was really nervous to do that. And more so, um, because of the unknown of what I was going to come back to and then also what people thought. And I think, you know, I think probably within three weeks of being on the road, I haven't looked back once or regretted any decision. And I think that um, I built it up to be this huge, big deal when in reality it's um, not. (laughs) It's it's actually just an amazing experience that I'm given and I get to have in my life and something that I'll look back on, I think, forever, regardless of if we become, um, you know, 
Instagram travel bloggers full time or if we move home to one of our countries. So. Yeah. And there you have it. George and Hannah sharing the travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to our guests. Thank you so much, guys, for getting up early and joining us today on the episode. Of course. No worries. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We're so happy to talk with you. Now, I just want to give you the two of you the floor. Let our audience know where they can check you out online, what's the best way to reach out to you, and anything you want to leave them with. Yeah, sure. Um, You guys can follow us on our Instagram, American and the Brit. And then our website is www.americanandthebrit.com. I am always on there responding to messages and DMs. So if you have any questions, um, any comments? We're happy to help you with your travels or plans and anything. And yeah, and uh, shoot us a message if there's any blogs and stuff you want us to write or any yeah. information. Always we get that quite a lot where people be like, hey, like, um, what's the best way to pack for like, you know, one year, two years, couple months? Yep, and it's all on our website, so you can check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 64. That's this episode, episode number 64's show notes page. Learn more about everything that uh, George and Hannah have got going on over there at American and the Brits. Leave a comment on the page. We'll be sure to get back to you. And if you'd be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. It really helps us get this podcast out there and into other people's ears. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie, hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.